Um, where, what do you, when is a good time to do our next recording? How about right now? Uh, yeah, let's do it right now. I love it. Yeah, I just hit record. Perfect. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey, what is happening? So I wanted to talk about something that we had just mentioned earlier before the recording, which is the awkwardness of networking and networking <laughs> events. <laughs> um, I have noticed that as, um, as I've gotten older, as time's gone by, I enjoy networking, like formal networking less and less. Um, all of the, you know, Salesforce was in San Francisco earlier this year. Um, you yeah. know, CES is, you know, in Las Vegas every year. And it just seems like it's networking party after networking party after networking party. And I've got two kind of conclusions about it. The first conclusion is that usually it's all about the host. So oftentimes yeah. these, these companies and even these people, um, you know, oftentimes very graciously, you know, if it's, a, if it's an individual or, or folks hosting, but if it's a big corporate party, I, it, it's almost like it's, it's a branding opportunity and it's about the company that's hosting with all of your little branded cupcake toppers and your branded napkins and your branded swag and, you know, your headlining band, it ends up being very much, you know, about the company, which, um, you know, is fine. If, if yeah. It's alcohol. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but fun. you have to realize that it is somebody's job to plan all of that out. Right, right. And there are spontaneous um, interactions that I think do lead to really interesting business opportunities. So mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, poo-poo it too much. But but in my personal experience, like the most valuable part of networking actually happens in those um, like, hey, you're in town? Yeah, I'm in town too. Okay, let's get drinks. Like, That's right. Right? It's, it's yep. all of the little in-between-the-lines, the sort of interactions that happen in the nooks and crannies of the larger posted online schedule that ends up being the most meaningful and, and the most I think valuable, at least, at least for, in my business experience. Yeah, because well, it's it's because it's personal, right? Like you're sitting across from somebody who happened to be in town for this thing, and then you're actually having a great conversation with them, right? Mm -hmm. um, rather than going to a keynote, happening to sit next to person X, and then being like, "So, what brings you here?" <laughs> it's like a wedding so right? do you know the bride or the groom exactly and I don't know some of these events are just maybe I'm getting like a little old and curmudgeon -y and being like get off my lawn right, <laughs> just, right? get off my schedule man I don't know schedule. you I don't know you like what the F are you doing here <laughs> and I don't know there, there's just times where I, don't know, I, I was at an event uh, the other day and I sat there, there was a panel, right? And the panel was all right, but it's just a typical panel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even the people from the panel asked me afterwards, like, so, like, Davey, what should we do differently next time? And I was like, well, the moment that, you know, somebody comes up on the panel and, like, introduces a topic, you should actually pause and let the audience ask questions at that time. Right. But instead, what they did was they had another person present like a second thing. And then the hosts of the event or the panel moderator pretty much just started talking to the other two people. And then everybody in the audience was just sitting there like, 
cool. I am now like here. Like a passive, yeah, wallflower. Watching, yeah, like I'm watching like this movie with kind of like a undefined plot <laughs> just take place in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what would have been better is you know, you know the host to have those questions as like dead audience jokes, where. If the audience doesn't have any questions, I'm going to throw this out there to spur conversations that hopefully spurs questions from the audience. So it wasn't like as engaging, right? Anyways, yeah, that no, aside, you, yeah, that's, that's a really great point because I've done panels, as I'm sure you have, and it's usually like the Q&A is saved for the end. And that, right. I think that whole model should really be flipped upside down because people have physically come in person. They've paid the respect and the time to actually show up which is already huge because half of all panels can just be recorded and streamed on facebook live or put online right, right exactly like for, for the people that actually show up in person there needs to be some sort of treat or some sort of advantage for them and usually they come because there's someone they want to talk to or something very specific they want to learn so why not just have that front loaded in the beginning of the panel and then everything else just sort of fill in in the event it's a dead audience so i, I think that's a great idea and something that i would suggest the next yeah. time i'd ever do a panel yeah, it should just be like, well, the audience is there, so interact with them, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's going to spur, like, amazing questions. It's going to spur, uh, you know, even more lively discussions among the panelists themselves because it's a little bit more random mm-hmm. as opposed to a little bit more rehearsed and be like, oh, so I have a softball question for you here. What do you think about blah, blah, blah? And you're just right. sitting there like, oh, great. Now everybody is just watching this, like, we could have just done this over Skype. <laughs> right, right. And then the worst is when one panelist answers the question, and then the person next to him is like, dang, she took my answer. Now i got to think of something like brilliant to say. Yeah, or <laughs> I agree. Yeah, oh, I totally agree, yeah. And, you know, to expand upon that, blah, 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 blah. And the, the fourth panelist at the very end is like, shit, like, the first person said what I was going to say. The second person said what I was going to say. If the first person took what I said, third person t- took what I said, what the second person would have said. That's right. Anyway, and then, that, and then right? you're sitting here like, hello, everybody. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> like, What else yeah. am I going to say? Like, there's nothing left for me to contribute. To contribute at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of like one of the things. But anyways, that's just with regards to like panelists. Um, but then, you know, afterwards, it's like, okay. Thanks, everybody, for coming. You know, we still have drinks over there, and there's still extra pizza. Uh, you know, go meet somebody interesting. And you're sitting, and I sat there. I looked at the guy who said that sentence, and I was just like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? I really don't <laughs> want to network. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Davey. What if the moderator at that time said, audience, turn to your left and shake the hand of the person who you don't know like almost like a church where there's that that opening like okay now greet your neighbor yeah i always i personally always hate that but i end up liking it like i hate it in the beginning because i'm like oh now i have to put my like nice person face on and then like meet all these people but, but then after that, don't I you always have your nice them. person face on uh no <laughs> especially this early on a sunday morning i'm like oh, oh. do i really want to meet this person right now like, hi nice to meet you yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of grumpy so so what do you think about that would that be better for you if the the moderator had kind of fo- almost forced you into into meeting someone new so there's actually two things about this so i'm going to put my little designer hat on which usually means that i'm about to throw out very weird ideas um 
first of all, I think what everybody should, the moderator should do this all at the beginning before the conversation even starts uh, or the panel starts or whatever it is, is to have everybody get up and just move to a different spot so they're not sitting next to somebody that they know. Ooh, it's like a pretty aggressive icebreaker right it's there. It's really aggressive. And then spend like, and then when you find your new spot, you should spend, you know, two, three minutes getting to know that those new people next to you. And so it's almost like a forced randomness and a forced social interaction. And then the panel should then start in five minutes. So instead of giving a five-minute warning, right, just tell everybody, hey, get up, actually move, and sit next to two people that you do not know. Because when you go to an event like that, usually the seating is like, oh, my gosh, I just met you over there, and we just grabbed drinks. So let's just come into this auditorium together and then sit together, right? Uh, kind of yeah. weird, right? Um, why not just have everybody just be completely random and then there's no awkwardness of like turning left or turning right, so, you know, um, and then just actually just having an initial conversation, right? So that's piece yeah. one. Um, the second piece is uh, making sure that you kind of like then, I'm sorry, sorry, that, that's the first piece. Then the second piece is when it ends, you can always follow it with like, make sure you get the you know contact info of the person next to you. They might be a great contact for you in the future, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's just a very simple exchange rather than, you know, having to, oh, you know, like. Exchange business cards and then have someone exactly. feel like the onus is on them, right? To, exactly. to initiate a LinkedIn invite or exchange info. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's. That's that piece. And then I guess, like, the other one is I feel, you know, like, people just don't like asking questions sometimes, right? Especially if there's, mm -hmm. like, a microphone being passed around. Mm -hmm. um, so I was at this event at uh, Stanford. It was, like, a journalism uh, presentation. It was really good. Oh, I good. saw that. Yeah, it looked really yeah. interesting. And it was, like, how AI is affecting journalism. And it was, like, it was actually a really great panel. Um, because it was, well, it, it really spoke Stanford to me. faculty. Yeah. Like, but, best in the world, basically. <laughs> yeah. But plus, plus, like, I miss it, and it reminded me so much of college, because I also, like, I double majored in, you know, you know, electrical engineering and economics, and here it was, like, an econ journalism professor, <laughs> along with, like, a computer science professor talking about journalism and how AI is impacting it. Um, and I was sitting there like, oh my God, like both sides of my brain are being triggered right now. This is amazing. <laughs> so, anyways, that's just me nerding out around the topic, but they handed out index cards and pens to everybody, um, beforehand. And what you could do is as they were talking, you could write down your question and then people walked up and down with little baskets. So you can put those index cards into the basket and then they collated those index cards. Uh, somebody was like reading them in the back, and then they took some of the, the, you know, what they thought were the good ones, and they handed it to the moderator. 
So yeah, the moderator yeah. could just go through and ask the questions on behalf of the audience without having to deal with like the awkwardness of like, oh, you want to ask the question? Here, here's the mic and let's pass it to the, like, the fourth person in of this row. Oh, can you pass that mic back, please? Does that make sense? So yeah. you don't have to deal with all of that. Plus, like it was mic'd up, so the moderator had a mic already, so she could just read the question. It actually worked really well. Um, and yeah, anyways, uh, I, I think that those are just like little nuances, but it would just mm-hmm. make like an experience so much better. But going back to, I don't want to network, but I'm at this event. Like, what do I do? How would you handle that situation where you're just not feeling it? Like, what would you do? Would you just like call your Uber and just, you know, GTFO? You know, you know what I honestly do, and I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but I, I can't be the only one. Is if I'm at a networking event and I'm by myself, or the person I came with is in an, an active conversation, I pull out my phone, no. and pretend to check my email. Oh, I know, uh, I'm that person. Um, but if I'm feeling particularly peppy or if I feel like I have a cute outfit on, like I might just sort of bud my way into a conversation. And all I do to remind myself is I'm a young woman. I'm a young woman. Someone is going to want to talk to me. Maybe not no. in 30 years. Just kidding. But, like, I, I literally just like remind myself. I'm like, the, I'm a woman in tech, right? I can probably find someone to talk to. So if I'm feeling really, <laughs> really upbeat, that's, that's probably what I'll do. I'll just sort of gather my confidence and, you know, make some small talk, probably comment on someone's pie or, um, you know, ask if someone likes their beer. But if I'm feeling really kind of, I don't know, just insecure, I might just like if everyone looks like they're having really active conversations, and I don't want to interrupt anyone. And there's no one else sort of awkwardly standing around. Yeah. Um, I will I will pretend to check my email. Actually, uh. at this point, I just sort of check Instagram. Which is so lame because anyone near me can see that I'm checking Instagram, which just makes me feel even more self-conscious. So the 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 real war for me to fight within myself is to just keep my phone away and just force myself to talk to people. Now, if I talk to someone, um, you know, you sometimes I make an instant connection and it's great, but I'd say three quarters of the time you end up talking about the weather, you end up making small talk. Um, I don't really ask for their business card and they don't ask for mine. Right. So it just ends up being more to just assuage my, my, my feelings of self-consciousness, which, you know, it could be good because, Hey, I'm networking and I'm doing what the event kind of asked me to. But on the other <laughs> hand, like, why am I even there if I'm not feeling, feeling this person, or if I'm not feeling the conversation, or if I don't have a very specific motive, right. To be there. So I, I think my New Year's resolution is just to get better at being more strategic with my networking mm. events. Like if there's a particular speaker and I really want to ask a question or make some sort of connection, like it'll be worth going. Um, but if there's if I don't know anyone else who's going or if there's no real like need for me to be there, then just, to, you know, I, I need to get over my FOMO of not going. Yeah. It, it usually helps to have, like, an objective for, like, these different events. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I was at recently was just, like, I know the speaker, so I'm here to support mm-hmm. uh, support him, right? And that's why I'm here. But at, then at the same time, I, I don't know. I, so I, I think for me personally, uh, I do fall into the same trap. I'm not, like, you know, like, my phone is just there. Um but I actually put it in airplane mode. I t- told you about this 
before, mm-hmm. but I put in airplane mode, so it's not like I can go on Instagram or check my email, because then that just like is its own rabbit hole, and I'm just there for you know twenty, thirty minutes, whatever, or I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I think there's two things that I need to do better as well. Number one is set like a clear objective, right? And uh, one, you know, it's pretty much like I'm going to meet five new people and learn five new things, right? That's what I'm going to do in the next 30 minutes, right? That Which then leads to six minutes per person. Oh my gosh, time starts now, right? Wow. Like, you what do I so do? so disciplined. That is incredible because I feel like if it was just me, I might just poop out on my discipline and just say, oh, I'm too uncomfortable, overload, overload, like call Uber, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I do like that, especially if there was someone else who I could be competitive with. Like if I went to an event with you, Davey, I 100% would do that. And then at the end of half an hour, half an hour, we can kind of regroup and talk about, you know, yeah. we can play, you know, networking bingo. Yeah, like, exactly. Found person who has dogs. Found person who is <laughs> IT exec. Found person who works in HR, right? Right, like, exactly. Like kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I try to do that, and, you know, I can just be competitive with myself or whatever, but, like, I try to just set, like, that goal, because then once that goal is set, I know myself, and I'm just, like, become, like, really competitive, even if it's against myself, which sounds kind of weird, but it's like I want to beat myself. Um, That's what I tell all of my pageant mentees. <laughs> you just want to beat yourself, okay? You can't compare yourself to this universe. You just want to be better than you were yesterday. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, I want to meet five people. Ready, set, go. All right. And then, hi, what's your name? <laughs> like, do you have a name? Right. Like, <laughs> do you have a name? Like, what, what am I gonna? What does one call you? Yeah. Exactly. And then, what would your friends like to call you that they haven't told you? Right. <laughs> Uh, that's number one. Number two, I think I can get better at small talk. Like, I just need to get better at it. Um, well, wh- why do you say that? Because I, I feel that small talk is, is not that great. <laughs> it's a little overrated, but let me hear about, let me hear more about why you think you need to be better. Yeah. Um, because I think everybody here, especially in Silicon Valley, um, everybody, everybody always says the, so what do you do? And I'm just like, oh my God, I really don't want to answer that question. Like, I do a lot of things. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to say, right? Like, yeah, you know, like, and then so sometimes I like just pick something that's like super random. Like, I'm a spin instructor. What are you doing at Dreamforce? Learning things, right? Like, like you know, like, what am I going to say? Right. So like sometimes I just pick a random thing that I do and I, you know, say that I do that as a full-time job. <laughs> what? Just to, just See, to listen. Switch, you switch your answers. You troll people. Just maybe. to, just, just to like <laughs> mix it up. Like I can't just be like, yeah, so, you know, I'm like starting a new company right now. It's really small, you know, so this is like my first like social interaction aside from like sitting there typing every day at my computer, right? Like, <laughs> like, like I literally sit at home and type for most of the day. Like that's, and then I meet people and that's it. That's kind of all I do and I'm fine with it and I'm happy. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, like, why do I have to be all personal and, 
and shit, like, straight up, right? Like, um, but it's also, like, what do you do is kind of, like, a very, I don't know, a cop-out question. Mm-hmm. Because everyone gets super judgy here yeah, in Silicon Valley, you right? Yeah, know, that, that's a good, that's uh, interesting because we used to say that, like, in New York, in New York City, everyone immediately jumps to, like, what do you do? Yeah. Right? As opposed to, like, you know, what do you do for fun or... You know, you have a family, where are you going on vacation? Like, immediately it jumps to, what do you do? Like, what do you do for a living? Right? To almost weed out whether or not someone's worth talking to. It's starting to happen here. No, it it, 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 it really has is. happened here, right? And then it you're sitting there like, now. oh, what's that startup? Oh, like, I don't know that name. Or, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, Facebook. Yeah, you work for Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even if it's an established company, you get judged. And even if it's a small company that nobody's heard of that has raised like barely anything in funding, right? Like yeah, nobody which cares. Is a good thing. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Honestly. But but Very you're you're sitting there like nobody gives like there's no winning thing unless it's like, you know, it you just close like a huge massive funding round and everybody has FOMO because they're like, Oh shit, I should have just joined that company because it's like you just got like sixty million dollars from other investors or whatever it may be. Right. Um and there's just, like, that kind of mentality that's just, like, a little frustrating. Because there's no, like, really great answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, um, so that's that's one. Or number two, which I started doing recently, and this was a tip from a really good friend of mine, um, which is ask people why they are there at that event. Because mm, that centers... I mean, immediately you establish something in common. That's right. Um, yeah. Right. And then it's like, oh, that's, you know, like, what brings you here? Right. Which is mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing as the wedding, which is like, oh, who do you know? Like the bride or the groom? Because we're like searching for commonality. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, do you have like a same objective? And if you do, and there's sometimes where I'm just like, oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> Let's try to yeah. figure out like. How do we like further this objective together, right? right it's like right. we're on this quest together, um, and uh, I just still need to get better at it because I I need like better um, I don't know lines or something. You know, Davy, I this is where I, as your friend, I, you know, I might even say that you're potentially already better at it than you think you are, um, just because you already have really good social skills, like you are a naturally very happy, energetic person. And I think a lot of the time when you meet someone new, you're looking for, for cues that that person is engaged and cues that that person is, is into what you're saying. So I think you're just naturally very enthusiastic and that could be kind of the cornerstone of just your networking style. It's like whoever you meet, like you're going to go all in, you're going to pay full attention, you know, phones on airplane mode. Like you're not, you're not even going to have anything vibrating in your pocket. Um, yeah. And, and your attention is, you know, wholly focused on this other person. And I think just because that's so rare, that is, in a sense, like your networking superpower. Because you're mm-hmm. able to really dedicate a lot of that time and, and find something interesting and, and be enthusiastic about an interaction. Because what kills me is when I'm talking to the person who has talked to, like, 12 people in a row and is just sifting through it almost aimlessly. And this person is not that interested, not really making eye contact, you know, kind of just sipping his beer, looking at the floor, kicking his feet around. Like that person is just the hardest person to network with. But if I, but even if I didn't know you and I feel like I met you, 
I think, I don't know, I think you'd be very interesting and I think you'd be very engaging because A, you're having the thoughtfulness to think about like questions that you should ask, but B, like you just bring a certain level of energy to a conversation, which the person will instinctively try to start mirroring. So it can kind of become this upward spiral right. of, of people finding something to be excited about. <laughs> right. Well, you have to, right? Like there's no other way of doing it I think right like there's no way of being like man this event sucks <laughs> do you agree right like I know misery loves company right <laughs> but at the same time I think that you just I don't know like everybody has the ability to be energetic about any situation it's just harder for some than others yeah it's it's kind of like uh yeah I, ha I had a coach for a bit and it was a very interesting thing that she helped me with which is you can actually choose to be happy it's like a very funny sentence right like you can go to an event and you can choose to view it from like a happy lens or you can choose to view it from like a really sad lens right so why don't you pick happy right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and that's kind of been my approach the other one that i usually do which is I, I need better questions like this, but this one's been my like favorite go-to question for a while. So if you ever meet me at a party and you hear me use this, please don't be offended. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty much like if tomorrow you were able to take the afternoon off of work, what would you do? Oh, that's a good question. What would you do, Davey? You'd work. Uh, <laughs> I think you would work. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's only because you found a job you love and you're good at right, it. Right, right. You know, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that is really funny. Right. It's just like, hey, if you were to play hooky tomorrow afternoon, what would you do? Right. And I think it's like a very funny question because it actually forces people to be like, oh, oh my gosh, like I'd run errands. And you're like, Interesting. Are you behind on your errands? Right? Like, why right. would you say that? Or, you know, why are you behind? Well, I'm really stressed out. And it actually leads to other conversation topics that are actually kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, and it also forces you to, like, avoid the what do you do? Right? Yeah. Oh, the dreaded what do you do? Exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, that's my go-to. Uh Damn it, people already might steal it, but that's fine because it hopefully leads to better conversations. Um, but yeah, I think that's, uh, I don't know. I, I still need to get better at these networking events. Uh, sometimes yeah. I'm just sitting there like, oh I, man. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's something that it's it's worth trying to get better at as opposed to just forcing myself to like do more of them. Because I think the more you go, the better you'll get and the more comfortable you'll be just because you just have practice. Yeah, it's, it's just like interviewing. I, I tell a lot of folks to do this, especially for like when they're, you know, looking for their career change or their next job or whatever. Like, you know, I, I tell a lot of folks like, dude, you haven't interviewed for like three years. Um, yeah, get out there, bro. Get out. Yeah, like go out there, talk to people, right? Interview. Mm -hmm. and It's an actual skill. I have a friend who's a physician and he's um you know doing really well at his current um uh, hospital but he mm -hmm. just interviews to keep his skills sharp because yeah. you never know right when, a, when an opportunity is going to come up 
And you just have to be ready for it. It's not like you can waltz in with, you know, teacher recommendations and test scores. You kind of have to walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah, it's practice. And it's all practice, right? Like, how do you describe yourself, right? How do you describe your most recent interactions? Uh, There was this really great manage, I think it was in a management book or something that I was reading, where this manager uh, was just told all of his um, subordinates or, you know, colleagues, whatever, which was like, hey, I think you should go and interview at other companies. And eventually what you're going to realize is you actually genuinely want to be here working for me on my team. Oh, Like wow. he was that That's confident, cool. right? Yeah. To just be like, you know what? Like go out there. If you can find a better job, you should take it. But, but I you're know, not going to. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I know that you're going to have the best experience here on my team at this company, right? But you got to keep your skills sharp, meet other people, meet interesting people. But it's like, I know you'll come back, <laughs> right? Because, like, you've got it good here. And oftentimes you don't realize how good you have it. Um, but that's, like, one of the things where, you know, it's, like, a really good manager. And then at the same time, even if you do find that thing that's better for you, he, he was just like, you should take that job, Right, I actually think it's a better skill set. So it's almost like he doesn't even have to fire people, right? Because he forces them to find things that are better for them at that stage in their life, knowing full well that they can just never be on his team forever, right? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, really cool like hack manager. I know, but uh, yeah. Anyways, that is it, Crystal. Let's uh, wrap this up because uh, I think we gotta both uh, get a move on uh, to our day here. So yep. Yep. Well, it was nice talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> so, what are you gonna do tomorrow if uh, you don't have to go to work tomorrow afternoon? <laughs> oh man, you know, I probably would bake a cake. I haven't done that in a while. You bake a cake? I would bake a cake. What yeah. kind of cake? Why not? It's a pretty long process. It looks it looks easier than it really is. Oh yeah. No, what kind of cake would you make? Oh, good question. Um, I would probably want to do like a type of cin- cinnamon roll cake. Mm. I've been really into cinnamon lately. Just uh, it's a very nice kind of holiday. It's definitely ho- a holiday ho- Holiday thing. spice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what about you? Um, I would probably walk around San Francisco taking photos of like street photography for a little bit. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then try to do the whole black and white thing. Like shoot in black and white. Yeah. Whoa. Trying to like That's risky. not look at color. Yeah, it's. I think black and white's actually more interesting than color photos. It's but you can do weird. black and white in post production. Why would you shoot in black and white? Oh, because, well, it would still save it in color, but I like looking at the screen, render in black and white. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because then that I can sense. see like the contrast and all that fun stuff or totally. other details. Because I think color is distracting. Yeah, it it uh, it is, but it's also color, right? Like no, happy. <laughs> no, if if I find like an amazing like yeah, somebody's wearing like an amazing like coat that's like a certain color, I would be like, oh, like I gotta get a photo of that. But then it right. sounds a little creepy, right? Like that I'm gonna chase this person down wearing the nice coat just to get street <laughs> photography. It's kind of weird. Street photography is a little weird. Um, <laughs> And then you Professional go, stalker. Yeah, I just go up to people and I'm like, do you mind if I take your photo? I really like the, the coat that you're wearing or that hat. 
I think they'd be very flattered. I think, yeah, no, you have to compliment them. <laughs> it yeah. makes life a little bit easier. It works. <laughs> All right, Crystal. All right. Thanks. See ya. Till next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.